0: Hello and welcome to the NRD Seasonal Podcast. Uh, this season, we are doing the summer season of 2019. Uh, this is your host, Matt, joined with me. <coughs> ah, damn it. Joined with me as my co-host Patrick who is probably not dying.
1: Uh and maybe in the Tibetan philosophy sense of the word we're all dying but no I'm doing okay. How you doing man?
0: <laughs> uh was fine until we decided to start this and I just, and my body decided to cough. Um so your
1: body decided to reject oxygen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fu- that's fun. All right. We were talking fine for like Three, four minutes before podcast, and then all of a sudden podcast starts and decides to die, and I decide to try to die. Alright. So, uh, this, so as, as is the usual, we're going to start with what we watched last season, what we finished last season, more, more, more than likely. And then we're gonna move into the new anime that we are watching this season. So, uh, I know you started Shield Hero, but did not get to, but you did not finish it, correct?
1: Yeah, I haven't gotten past episode five yet. I really want to get back to that one though, because I was really enjoying it.
0: So I've finished uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. It's really, really good. I hope it gets its second season, because it promises a whole lot, and I've read like spoilers from the light novel. And there's a lot more to be done in that show, and it looks and it, and it could be done really well. Um, uh, next up is one. Uh, there's a lot of these that I finished because I think you got really busy throughout throughout uh, last season, so you weren't able to finish a whole lot. Um, so next up is the new season of Fruit Basket, which is also still currently airing. Um, this is really good. New Fruits Basket is really good. Um I'm glad I waited to watch it now instead of watching the really really old bad animated one and now watching this one because I would like I already think that that old one is dated and very bad. This is now just proving that that one is very dated. Very dated with its animation and everything cuz this one looks beautiful. Um,
1: yeah the, the promo shots I've seen of it and the promo that I saw for, the, for it looked amazing
0: and the music's great and I don't understand like the story I'm sure the story content's the same because this is a direct adaptation from the manga and I think the original an- the old anime was a direct adaptation from the manga but just the having a very smooth animation style and the music and composition and everything makes it feel better makes it look good which is really good because I always poo-pooed this series for a long time because of the original one, just not looking too great. Uh, Next up, I watched uh, We Never Learned Boku, Boku Ben, which is getting its second seat, which is getting its second season sometime, I think later this year or early next year. I'm super excited because this was fun to watch as it's, uh as I'm a person that enjoys harem anime and like slice of life school romance animes none of the characters were poorly done and they all kind of feel like a focus character right on so it's not it's not like uh watching uh To Love Ru and you're like oh man Every character, like, these four characters don't really matter. It's only, like, two characters. Or, like, Nisekoi, right? Yeah, where you Nise- kind of
1: figure out pretty quickly who the people you should actually be following.
0: Yeah, like, they, they have, like, a couple chapters that are dedicated to the little sister and a couple cha- chapters dedicated to this. But, like, the brunt of the chapters is, is it this, is it uh this character, this character, or this character? And this one is just, okay, straight out the gate. There are three characters. All of them are probably the main love interest. And then we're going to throw a teacher in. And she gets just as much focus. And the only one that didn't get enough focus was the college, or was the graduate that's now in college. But that's because she's introduced late. And it looks like she's going to get a lot more in the second season from the trailer I watched. Um, all the characters are very well done. I enjoyed that heavily. I'm glad that it's got a second season confirmed so I don't have to just sit down and read the manga. <laughs> <laughs> because it's beautifully animated. Or it's fun animated, I should say. Uh, next up is Isekai Quartet. Another one of this season's anime that got its second season announced when the first season ended. I'm happy because Isekai Quartet is combines everything of all those shows that it's about which is Tanya the Evil Overlord uh Konosuba and Re:Zero it combines all of those and just makes fun of them <laughs> uh it is hilarious and the english dub is great
1: it look it looks really funny and it reminded me a lot of like one of my favorite things about ReZero were the little shorts that came afterwards oh, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. were I enjoyed those as much as the actual show I
0: believe this is done by the company that did those shorts too. yeah
1: the, the animation style looked very similar
0: um it's also done by the people that do the overlord shorts I know they do the overlord shorts shorts for sure because it's the exact same character designs and uh movement that are in the overlord shorts that's awesome um, but yeah, it's great. The English dub is fantastic, um, as they didn't change any of the voices. So all the voices that are, are from the Kanesuba Crunchyroll dub are in the Funimation held dub. And also what was weird was with this one, Funimation had the subs and Crunchyroll had the dub on it, on their service, which is different from most seasons because it's usually funimation has the duh or would have the dubs and then Crunchyroll would have the subs. So it was a interesting like change up. I wonder if that had to do with like their, uh, license or, or like the shared license between the two, because half of the series are Crunchyrolls and then half the series are funimations.
1: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a interesting situation now, especially with, um, you no, know, and then with the whole change with Verve and everything, it's like it's kind of hard to tell. Like, like I have a hard time now tracking down sometimes like what shows are on what you know streaming service.
0: I'll let you know of a site that I found that helps me do that. Awesome. Uh, that we'll we'll talk about that after the podcast because it doesn't really matter too much for the podcast. Uh, last uh, last one that's just me talking though is Saren Zanmai, which is the weird kappa anime that is super fucking good and really 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 out there and crazy
1: that was the frog boy anime right yeah i I watched the first episode of that and i was like i'm not nearly high enough for this
0: (laughs) it's really good it's so good like i think i said it was my favorite anime of last season i think i still call it my favorite anime of last season right on i might have to give another shot then it's really, well, I'm less really <laughs> it's really, really weird. Like this is, I mean, this is the person that did Penguin Dr- Penguin Drum. He's the person that did Revolutionary Utena, Or, Girl, it's Utana. It's the person who was the made the the lead, uh, a- or he was in the lead. I think he's the lead anime director for Sailor Moon's uh, an- a first anime adaptation. So like, he's very. He's got this stylized form of animation that he's really good at. And he throws it in spades in on Zanmai. And it's really cool. Right on. Also, it breaks out in song and dance multiple times an episode. And I love it. Uh, so now, over to you for Demon Slayer. Okay, kids.
1: So Demon Slayer, man. So I think this... This show is like locked in a death match right now with The Promised Neverland for my favorite anime of 2019. <laughs> and it honestly the way that with this last arc it may have even surpassed it. Um it's uh it's been interesting seeing how this show has developed. Um It's one of those shows that week to week just manages to ratchet up the tension so well and just, you know, puts you in a position where you're genuinely just like... I mean, it's one of those shows that's really hard to watch, like, a week at a time. Like, it's one of those shows where I instinctively just want to binge it because I really need to know what happens next.
0: I mean, so there's two reasons why I have not started watching Demon Slayer. Uh, The First of which is because, as you've said, I kind of just want to binge it. Uh, I... I started Promised Neverland and I kind of wanted to binge Promise Neverland and then I started it and I couldn't deal with stopping the Promised Neverland. So, especially with where the first season is, right? Like the first season, you have to, you have that I need to watch the next episode feel, right? Absolutely. Um, so I decided to hold back on Demon Slayer till it finished and I'm, I'm even now considering like holding back even more. After that, because the manga app on, uh, Viz's official manga app doesn't have all the chapters translated quite yet. Because, so it goes from 1 to, like, 60. Or, like, 1 it's like 1 to 60 or something like that. And then stops and then comes back up at, like, the 110s. Because, uh, they translated 1 to 60. And then they've been translating SimulPub, uh, translations. But they haven't released the that in-between yet in English. That's odd. So they're updating it as they can. I'm kind of wanting to wait till the manga is fully updated so that once I finish the anime, I can immediately go into reading the manga. Like I did with Promised Neverland. Like I am probably going to do with Fire Force. Uh, like I do with a lot of... Manga. yeah that was
1: my original plan was to finish this 26 episode season that they're doing and then once i was done with that i was going to start reading the manga from the I beginning mean, you
0: can like i'm I'm just saying like with me and how i tried to find the like i tried to find the official way to support the thing
1: uh agreed 100
0: it's like i try i'm trying my hardest not to go down the route of going to certain sites that i know i can find manga chapters on and reading those because i know those won't get back to the developer and those won't show interest for America and the world in that, in that thing. But like it's one of the reasons why I haven't started watching Demon Slayer and it too much of the like anger of a lot of my friends at work at, at my local game store, everybody's just like, but Matt, you'd like Demon Slayer. I'm like, you're right. I need to wait till it's done.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is definitely a very bingeable show. And, um, you know, there, there are certain aspects of the show that really make it stand out for me from a lot of shows in a similar vein. One thing is that it, it always makes an effort to make the villains on the show extremely interesting and occasionally extremely sympathetic. And it's, and also the one thing also, and this is something that I run into a lot of times with, uh, one of my main issues a lot of times with uh with shonen series which i mean i would as gory as the show can be i would kind of qualify this as a shonen more than a sign-in. i mean i it don't know. is a shonen so that's it's, kind of what i thought it's
0: published in shonen jump
1: yeah i was going to say i mean it's in it jump
0: <laughs> you are talking about a shonen right now
1: yeah so one of my major one of my usual hang ups with a lot of shonen series you know justifiable or not is just simply disliking the main protagonist or finding him annoying I care about the protagonist in this story so goddamn much. I mean, he is just the best kid and I want him to succeed and have all the success in the world and not get chased around by goddamn demons all the time.
0: Yeah, that's what I've kind of gathered from the thing. I'm currently readjusting our list so that it's not one person talking for like two, uh, for like a uh, half of it and then another person talking for like half of it so we're gonna do some quick adjustments while you while you uh talk about some stuff because i want to like get this a little bit more okay. um, evenly split there's up. there's one on here i did not get a chance to actually watch which one uh
1: Astro lost in space oh i still haven't had a chance to start okay
0: because you definitely said that in the in the list when we yeah, were yeah that
1: was that was in the list i gave you and it
0: was the one show i didn't get a chance to watch it oh, okay it was on hulu and i spaced that i didn't have my hulu account up today. no problem my bad all right. I didn't even think about it till I got here. Cool. So now we're into the new season because I've got this in a better order than it was originally. I assume um, we can chop
1: this all up later. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So first up, we have Doctor Stone, which is uh. So we are currently in what is effectively the the fight for second place of Jump right now, where everything that's fighting for second place in Jump is getting its anime adaptation this year or already had its ad- anime adaptation. So we started this with when My Hero got its adaptation, right? Right. Uh then earlier this year we had Promised Neverland. This is number 3 or no. Then we had Demon Slayer which was number 3 of the things that are fighting for second place in Jump. This is number 4 of the fighting for second place in Jump manga
1: it's like the four horsemen of the manga apocalypse. <laughs> uh
0: and the reason why I say they're fighting for second place is you cannot dethrone one piece at this point in jump.
1: I mean, until one piece ends, which will probably be when you and I are both in our 90s. No, no, no. no. <laughs> would,
0: we know where we know one piece is close. Um uh Dr. Stone though is an anime that is set in it, that it te- the Plot, the, the plot synopsis for Dr. Stone. So the world, everybody in the world gets turned to stone and we jump forward to, or like 2000 or 4000 or some high thousands amount of years. Uh, our, our, what is assumed to be the main character, Taiju, wait, break, uh, breaks out of his stone and walks uh walks around and meets and meets up with his friend senku who they uh, plan to bring back civilization to the way it was uh, and revive all of humanity that is the basic premise of this show is we are now we we now don't have technology we are back to the primitive stone ages and we are going to move the stone age back to modern day with the help of a very smart character and a character with a high amount of stamina And then they awaken the villain, who is voiced by uh, a character who was in, uh, or a JoJo's voice actor, and looks like a JoJo's character, and is one of the reasons why this anime is also referred to as uh, Hotsuko no Bill Nye, because this anime starts going into... What if we just had science solve all the problems that a normal battle manga would solve by fighting? Uh, so... I'm going to have to spoil things for you, because to talk about where we actually are now, at time of recording, I have to talk and to explain more about how this show is, I have to explain the fact that, uh, Tsukasa assumes that he kill- or Sukasa ends up getting- coming into conflict with Senku, who is uh our main character and our main villain for the first for the first while uh and he decides that he's going er, and he gives Sanku an ultimatum give up science or die. And so Sanku says I can't give up science. I literally eat, breathe and live science, to which Sukasa then goes and tries and mercy or ki- er, makes it look like he mercy kills him. But Sanku's smart and had a Safety device in place so that he didn't die, and but it appeared like he like he did. Um, they they get him out and he literally le- set tells Taiju and Taiju's girlfriend to stay here. Keep, be spies on Sukasa. I'm going to go find. Uh, I'm going to go find uh, this other civilization that we have proof exists, and come back with science and an army to take down Tsukasa. And that starts the second part of this, which is he meets up with this village of people that have been living, that are are descendants from either people that uh, awakened from stone like they did, but earlier, or something. And he is, and he is going, and the major arc now is he is trying to gain their support So that they can become his nation of science to go against Tsukasa and start a big war. You are going, if you want to see science be more important than anything in the world, watch this anime. Cause there is, there was a chapter that the big climax point was he was trying to figure out how to power a thing and a character goes, Oh, let me show you this thing I made. And they go over, and he's made a water wheel. And, and like, this is a big climactic mo- moment. And I'm like, you show this panel to anybody that's not reading this show, and, and you're like, this was the climax of my chapter. And they're like, what?
1: <laughs> this, this is such a good show. The science is really what kept me watching the show, because... You know, the first, the first, I got through the first couple of episodes, was intrigued by the premise, was not my normal style of animation, not my normal style of, you know, show really, but then the science and just like the constant, you know, new information was what really got me hooked into it, and that's really what kept me interested.
0: You need to get through the first bit. So, another thing about this anime, a lot of times I don't like it when anime speeds through the manga. This anime did the right thing, speeding through its first fifteen chapters. It is, but it is done with chapter fifteen and has moved into. We're now going to adapt the chapters correctly and slow it back down to like three to four chapter, or like two to three chapters, uh, an episode. Because now we hit the meat of the story. <laughs> we got to the village. We've met all the actual tertiary character, secondary characters. And now we can get to the really good part. Uh, I highly suggest you, ca- you get caught up when you can. So a lot of the things that you watch this this uh, season, Patrick, are Netflix anime, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Netflix had a lot of shows uh, premiere this season, and they also had that Enter the Anime documentary that uh, came out to kind of coincide with that, which uh, some people took major umbrage to. That, um,
0: that thing is stupid.
1: Various, various debris of umbrage. I mean... Yeah, you know, it would, you know,
0: it it doesn't tell you anything about anime.
1: See, and that's the thing. I didn't look at it as, okay, this is going to teach me anything new about anime. I looked at it as, this is something I would show somebody if they literally had never watched an anime in their life and I was trying to convince them to watch a Netflix anime with me.
0: I think but like I don't think it even does that very well. I think you could easily just go onto YouTube, find like Mother's Basement or gigguk or or like a good anime youtuber and find one of their videos that is like an explanation as to why this or like a good video essay about an anime and it would do you so much more good than this woman that doesn't get anime like i've watched the documentary she she starts with this i've never done or i've never watched anime all this stuff i'm like okay okay and she's just saying how it's all edgy and weird. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, and I'm, like, I watch... I'm watching Fruits Basket right now. This anime is not edgy. This anime is about a happy high school girl who hugs... Who lives with family that, when they get hugged by the opposite sex, turn into little cute animals.
1: You gotta keep in mind, though, her audience for that documentary isn't people like us, man. It's like, you know... But- People in middle America who, you know, have no idea what anime is and and Netflix is now trying to sell them anime.
0: But what I'm saying, though, is that if you're trying to sell them anime, don't use like using like the term edgy and everything only talks about like some of the anime we're going to talk about, honestly, because a lot of the ones we have up here that are Netflix ones would be classified as edgy.
1: Which is one of the reasons I was actually kind of intrigued by this, uh, this season of Netflix anime is that it seemed like it was going more into the sign-in route or actually even in the shojo route, which is something I'm going to talk about next. But, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Sorry. Oh, I, no I, I, we, you got me onto the subject and now we're going to, we're going yeah, to just a, add, enter the anime into this. No, no. Place. You
1: know, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a valid entry because the thing is, you know, it's, I mean, I think people probably, you know, I do worry a little bit about sometimes. I do worry a little bit that some people might watch it and get the wrong impression that that you know all anime is like the anime I, that they show.
0: I also but, feel that the documentary does something that I f- that is very very out of. St- it doesn't work right as a, as a concept. So there's a point where she's. Interviewing a bunch of Japanese people in Japan, uh, the author of Baki, uh the team that works on Kengan Ashura, uh, all those people, right? And you, there's there's interview points where they're talking about how they sometimes work seventy hours a week, how they sometimes don't get like get like five hours of sleep a day, um, and work ev- and work most of their days and everything like that. And that should be shown in more of a negative aspect but she goes look at their dedication to their craft and it's not because of their dedication to their craft i spend a lot of time learning the um the industry that is anime and manga and not every company is kyoani where kyoani is super supportive make sure that everybody like they'll push back uh release uh, release dates or release seasons to a different season and make sure that they have a good time frame to make sure that the anime comes out as good as it wants to look without pushing people past a good working env- environment and they're not and most anime companies do not do that um and so when you have a person on screen saying, I work 70 hours, and you are glorifying that, going, he is dedicated to his craft this way, when if he works at if he's an animator in an animation studio, it is not dedication that keeps him there. It is the fact that his boss goes, We need this out next week. And that is not dedication. That is if if it was dedication, it would be more along the lines of they are Like it it would be if they if the person himself said, I'm making myself have a seventy hour work week, not yeah, I I mean seventy hours a week.
1: Yeah, I mean if I have a seventy I mean I'm self employed. If I have a seventy hour work week, it's by choice. Yeah,
0: yeah. But these and like the same thing. These guys don't have that option. And the same thing with the manga writers, right? Like there there are manga writers that are literally killing themselves to get their manga out weekly and the fact that you can go, this is because of their dedication to their craft. And it's like, or it's because Shonen Jump doesn't like let doesn't want them to miss a week. Shonen Jump goes, "You're gonna write, a, you're gonna make a chapter this week," but I'm dying. You can, I'll give you one week hiatus, but I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, uh, it it's the grow, it's like the gross over like looking past the bad parts of this industry to just show the glorification of this industry because i don't i think that you can't just talk about like if you're going to talk about the creators and everything you can't just talk about their good their good aspects because you have you have to also talk about the bad aspects
1: yeah and that's the problem is you know that 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 documentary really what it really was and i'm not I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm saying yeah. this just as a frank look at what it is. What that documentary really is, is an infomercial for their for, anime shows. Yeah,
0: because everything they talk so about is So they all have
1: zero financial or emotional interest in giving people any sort of negative connotation about anime because they're trying to get people to watch anime.
0: But uh, they're, But they're trying to get people to watch their anime. Exactly. They're not trying to get people to watch just anime in general. And that's kind of the reason why I have a problem with the documentary. And I
1: think that's I think the document the kind of documentary you're talking about is a kind of is the kind of documentary that someone should make.
0: Yeah, and I th- but I feel like you don't need that because as I said, I think that if you just go onto YouTube and look up anime uh, YouTubers that do video essays and stuff like that, you can easily get a good explanation as to why you should watch anime. Or find a friend that watches anime and just ask them, hey, what's an anime you might recommend me start with if i would never watched anime before? Because I've had people do that all the time, and I always give them the same, like, four responses. Cowboy Bebop, uh, Dragon Ball, and... Crap, I'm forgetting the last one that I always do. Oh, and mean, Gurren Lagann.
1: The only thing I worry about sometimes, like, with some of this stuff, I mean, like... And I, and I'm not, I'm not bagging a mother's basement per se. I like a lot of his videos, yeah. but, um, I mean, sometimes I disagree with him, but that's, you know, I can like someone's content who I disagree with on occasion, believe yeah. it or not, the internet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, I mean, the only thing I worry about sometimes, like, especially when, you know, when we're talking about people who, like, you know, don't even know what they're talking about or don't even know anime. It's like, there's always that thin line between, you know, criticism and full on gatekeeping. And I'm very, very opposed to gatekeeping.
0: Well, and, and that's why I'm saying, like, there's good YouTubers that have, like, you look for the video that's like, why should I watch anime or what is this medium about? You don't look into like, hey, this is the best anime of all time or stuff, stuff like that. You look for a deep introspective look into what the, what the genre is. Because most of the time, people that are writing those kinds of things are not filling it with their own opinions and gatekeeping methods it is more along the lines of being informative and good like that's one of the reasons why i think mother's basement actually has a video that's like that and giga has a video that's like that that's just there to explain to you why you should be watching anime like what's the or like or what the genre is what the medium is as a whole And they're not, and like, they're not being all gatekeepy and memey because they do have those, those videos where they're being memey or they're being, or they're being made more for the audience that already watches anime, but they also make videos that are for people that are just getting into or they want to like get people into it. Right. Okay. We spend enough time talking about not anime. Let's talk about anime. So you watch Seven Seeds.
1: Yeah, so Seven Seeds is an interesting one. So this is a Netflix anime, and it is an interesting story. It actually is something that I've never seen before, which is a survival shoujo. So, And it's interesting because um, I could kind of pick up on the first episode that the vibe was a little bit different with this one. And then when I realized it was a shoujo manga, I was like, and then I read a few chapters of it, I was like, wow, okay, this actually kind of makes sense. Cause there's certain ways you can kind of tell with the animation style for one and the character design, yeah. the features are kind of softened. Um they kind of have that like classical romance sort of look to them. But it really adds to the look and feel of the show. And having that sort of art combined with some of the things that happen on the show, I think is very effective. So the premise of the show is that um, without, I mean, without, this is two, ep- basically these are things you're going to find out two episodes in. So it's light spoilers. If you feel like that's So, not safe. no,
0: no, you can say light spoilers. I'm going to say something before I, we start getting into the spoilers for this. Okay. Um, I was first told about this from my friend that's read the full manga. She hates this adaptation because it spoils you on things that are 20 chapters to 30 chapters in, in like the first two episodes, because they go through a more broad scope and show you more and show you things that are happening in later chapters earlier than they would have happened if they went chapter by chapter. Because they're technically happening same time, but the focus and the manga is this team, then this team, then this team. And because they're doing it, they're combining all those arcs into, like, this one meta-narrative, it uh, spoils a lot of things that shouldn't have been spoiled as early as they were.
1: It did seem like – episode. it was interesting because episode one ends with me really wanting to know more. Yeah. Episode two kind of ended with me being like, okay, did you just literally tell me everything I needed to know?
0: And that's, and that's kind of the thing that she was saying, where they literally tell you everything – and the whole point of like the first arc is you don't know anything.
1: Yeah, see so 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 the premise for the sh- for you guys listening is that um basically astronomers from multiple countries figure out that there is an imminent doomsday scenario with a meteorite hitting the earth. And so a project is developed in conjunction with world leaders, where what they do is they take seven designated survivors, cryogenically freeze them, and then they'll be revived at a point which the after which the earth is inhabitable again once the dust is cleared from the meteorite crash. So Japan happens to have five of these uh, groups of seven, and they're scattered across different islands on, on Japan. And then the show is basically about them being revived and trying to adapt to the new world, and it's a it's it's a really interesting premise, and I'm really interested to see where it goes. Like I said, I'm only two episodes in, so yeah. I am interested to see where it goes from here. I'm the fact that your friend who's read the manga dislikes the show um, is very telling to me, and it makes me think I probably might enjoy the manga more.
0: Yeah, I still say watch the anime just to see how you like it first, since you started the anime. And then go read the manga and see which one you like more.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say that um, you know it was—it's interesting because while the premise itself I find very fascinating, there, you know, there's are certain small things about the show that I could see people maybe checking out on, even on, during the first episode, just because yeah. of like not even just the character design, but just like the way some of the characters talk and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think it has potential. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it the rest of the season and see where it goes.
0: All right, Patrick. I know you go to the gym. Yes, but do sir. you lift i do lift okay i lift bro now have you even watched or seen clips of how heavy are the dumbbells you lift
1: i have seen clips i have seen cosplayers i really want to watch this show at some point
0: i watched this show not for the cute anime girls i watched this show because of one man named machio <laughs> because he is the silliest character I've ever seen in an anime. And I adore this anime so much because it it goes full ham into what he is. <laughs> so, this anime is what, if, is what if we had cute girls working out and taught you about how to work out properly. Good. Okay, we talked about the anime and its plot. Now we're going to talk about its fun parts. So, this anime has the trainer. The trainer looks like your ger- generic anime protagonist when his shirt's on. And then he flexes, and then he explodes, and then he becomes the size of, like, two men. And I love it. It is silly. There is an episode where he is cosplaying Fist of the North Star character, uh, uh no Ken. Uh, he, yeah, <laughs> he literally is Kenshiro in the Kenshiro cosplay. And then they say, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I am cosplaying this anime that is Kenshiro, but about, but it's Fist of the North Star, but about weightlifting. And I'm like, this anime is silly. This anime is for me. This anime is dumb. I love this anime way too much. Holy shit. And it's only because of one character. Like, otherwise, this anime would have been like, ah, this is okay. I could watch this. This is like a popcorn anime. But because of Machio and how absurd he is, I'm like, no, I can watch this forever. There are
1: certain shows that are really carried by one character sometimes. But, like,
0: like, the characters also in the series are fun. It's just, like, they're all, like, if you didn't have the giant flexing man calmly telling you the safe practices for how to do like curls or how to do deadlifts or how to do this and having like it's got the super fan servicey uh character doing the deadlift and then doing all the zoom ins on like the the stuff but you've got this man that is just like honestly telling you everything in an informative way and it's this giant big muscly man that also looks like he's just fan service it is (laughs) glorious Simply glorious. I love this anime to death. I am super glad I am watching it. All right, and now to an anime that I was turned off by its Kickstarter, but you uh, are watching it on Netflix, Cannon Busters.
1: Yeah. So this show, so I did not know anything about the Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, I went into this one fairly cold. I found out about, I first heard about this show at Anime Expo, not last year, but the year before. Yeah. And then didn't hear much about it after that. And then I heard all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was like, oh, oh crap, it's on Netflix. Cool. Um, So this is an interesting one. So this is based on a comic book series by LaShawn Thomas, who, if you're not familiar with him, uh, has worked on shows such as The Legend of Korra, The Boondocks, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. one of my all-time favorite cartoon series. And so when I heard that he was now living in Japan and working with an anime studio as a director on a show, I was super excited. So this show is essentially a love letter to late 90s early 2000s anime if you are an old taku like i am in my mid-30s and you remember shows like trigun cowboy bebop and shows like samurai Champloo*, shows like that you are probably going to find some things to really really like in this show um i personally found it very fun um it's basically just about these two robots who uh, track down this uh, outlaw who seems to be unkillable and they need him for some sort of uh, convoluted plot reason. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, mainly the show is just really, really fun and there's just a lot of really cool little visual elements and quirks to it that just, you know, where it's like, you know, the left brain side of me is like, why wh- why, does the guy's Cadillac need a quarter to operate? And then the, the right side of me is because it's fucking cool. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like, I get that and the only reason I was turned off by its Kickstarter was its Kickstarter's advertisements just turned me off and the way that the Kickstarter kind of felt turned me off I definitely am going to watch this because I've been hearing nothing but good things about it but it was just like when it was going through its Kickstarter stages I was like okay but I feel like you're not just telling me that this is just going to be a good anime and that's kind of all I need you to tell me like, I, I'm very much of the opinion of, if you just like like we uh Gable showed me uh my roommate Gable who's a co-host on uh, my other podcast he showed me a thing being done by the Billy and Mandy creator where he literally sits down walks you through exactly what he's doing why he's doing it this way and everything for his Kickstarter campaign I was like if I could have funded this man when I knew when this was coming out I would have and he's like yeah because and but like when i watched this it just was like hey fund our anime because this this and, or like this and this and this and i'm like but why are you cho- why are you going this route why are you doing this i don't know the the like all of it felt very give us money so that we can do the thing
1: kind of felt like a hard sell
0: yeah yeah and not and not like I, and not like giving me the reasons why. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't end up backing it. But I am going to watch it. And it, it might just, it might have just been my nitpickiness back two, four I years. I will say ago. this.
1: I mean, the thing is, you know, I'm a few episodes in now. And I mean, I'm not saying that it's like some insanely mind blowing plot wise anime. Yeah. It's just a very, very entertaining, fun show. And that's yeah. the thing. A lot of times I just want to be entertained.
0: No, I know. All right. Now we go to a Netflix anime that we've both watched. Kengan Ashura, Which is... The... F- uh, Which is pretty much Baki, but... Organized tournament instead of chaotic tournament. <laughs> um, so... Let's go with your opinions first, because you sent me a bunch on uh, Messenger when we were getting ready to do this. So, you tell me your opinions and I will tell you how you're wrong.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> so... I really, honest to God, only have one real beef with this show. Okay. Now, the premise itself I find interesting. Yep. The writing I actually find pretty cool. Yep. The show only has one problem. Mm -hmm. It looks like shit.
0: I disagree highly. (laughs) It looks like shit. I 100% will disagree with you in every aspect of what you are saying right now. The
1: traditional animated parts look great. Those parts. If the do. whole show was like that, it'd be awesome. The weird cell shaded, like CGI, sort of like three D, like motion eye, like things.
0: Way better than it could have ever looked in any of. It thing.
1: looks like that old Dire Straits "Money for Nothing" video, especially the no. first episode with the dude's jaws just hanging open Sir, all the time. We <laughs>
0: had we've had S- Knights of Sidonia, Knights of Sidonia looks bad this looks really fucking good and shows the leaps
1: you know what the difference is between knights of Sedonia and this though and why knights of Cydonia doesn't bother me nearly as much and i will say this knights of Cydonia does not look good
0: Nothing however
1: doesn't. it at least looks the same way with this show it's like i was thinking when here's exactly how my brain my, my brain went when yeah. i was watching this wow the story is interesting but the show looks like shit oh wait oh, wow, this actually looks pretty good. Maybe this is going to be the stop of Oh, no. Oh.
0: Ah! No, I disagree yeah, with no. you in every aspect that you are saying right now because I love every... Me and Gable watched this from start to finish pretty much in one night. Uh, and...
1: It made my eyes hurt.
0: <laughs> we, we were just like, this is fucking good. Like, everything about it. Like, we got to one, one of the very late fights and we just were like, All right, all right, this is getting good, this is getting good. Holy shit, what the fuck? Like, everything about the animation's really good. Like, when they get fighting, this is good fighting animation. I do not know what you are talking about. This anime looks great to me. I think that you are a little, I think you are just not used to CG, because I watched, I also watched uh, Netflix Ultraman.
1: I will 100% admit that I'm not used to CG. When I saw the new Berserk movies, they really turned me off. I couldn't even w- get past the first episode of the new Berserk TV show. No, the show, new Berserk TV
0: like, show sucks. It looks the, like shit. That is actually bad. It's like PS2 cutscene looking. That is actually factually bad. But that is because direction is bad and everything is bad. In that, this has good direction. Um, the, people, the shots are framed great. It's just the animation I can't deal with. They did a great. Uh, so like they, I've watched. Doc, I've watched like info dumps as to how they did their animation, and their animation has so much more detail in it than uh, any than any of these other CG animes have done. Because they actually get people with motion cap suits in to uh, motion capture, motion capture like the punches and everything to get. The fluid motions.
1: I think it wouldn't bother me nearly as much if the whole show was animated one way or the other, but the constant back and forth. And the thing is, I I I can't imagine that I'm the only person who has that uncanny valley problem of where it's like it just throws you, you off.
0: Again, you you might it might just it might not just be you, but I watched uh, Ultraman, which is done entirely in CG, Um and I liked Ultraman every time they were fighting. I hated Ultraman every time they weren't fighting. Because when characters were walking around and talking, if they, if their mouths moved or their faces moved, they looked terrible. But whenever you had giant Ultra, whenever you had the Ultraman alien monsters that don't have mouths, or you had, uh, Ultraman on screen punching people and fighting, it looks amazing. And so this anime that went, well, When we have fight scenes in CG it looks really good, but when we have static scenes it looks really bad, let's make the static scenes 2D animation because that way the 2D animation looks good and the static scenes don't cost us like an arm and a leg to do all CG and we can actually spend time and put more detail into those scenes oh, we're getting into a fight scene, let's turn it to CG models, because the CG models are better, we can get more fluid animation out of the CG models in fight scenes than we can through our animation budget, and that, it feels very natural and good, and I never could tell when it was flipping between the two when I was watching it. I was watching it, and I couldn't tell, like, I could not, I did not have the Uncanny Valley feeling of, like, oh, it just switched to CG, like, I didn't even know, like, until I got to certain points, I was like, this anime is, like, completely CG. And I can't, and then, like, I got to, like, a very later episode and was like, oh, wait, this is all 2D. And now it's CG. And now it's 2D. Okay. Okay. But, like, I'm not, like, it never felt out of place to me watching it. Now, Kengen Ashura is super fucking good. And the manga is super fucking good.
1: See, I mean, I would totally read the manga. Like, I want to read the manga now. I just, like I said, it just, it just was weird to look at.
0: I also hate Netflix. Netflix, stop blueballing me on anime. I know that fucking. Uh, I know that uh, Carol on Tuesday comes out at the end of next month, but you gotta stop blueballing me in the middle of a fucking arc. When you're wa- when I'm watching a fighting anime, because I have to wait till October 31st to get the end of to get the end of this season of Ken Kanoshura. <laughs> I hate Netflix. I wish they would just give me Carol and Tuesday already. Carol and Tuesday looks really good. <laughs> I know, and you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna get half of Carol and Tuesday, get mad again, watch, get the other half, and be like, man, I wish this wasn't on Netflix so I could watch it all in one go. You're so, you're so,
1: they, they broke
0: him. <laughs> they finally broke him. <laughs> I've, I've been this way since Baki ended on, on a cliffhanger. Holy shit. Baki got me so mad. All right. On to things that make me happy. Like Don Machi 2. <laughs> I love Don Machi 1. I was happy. I haven't gotten to watch that, the movie yet because I didn't get to see the limited theatrical release. But they just announced today that the today, the day of recording, that there's another theatrical release for the movie, so I'm probably gonna go watch that. Uh this season's very good. Where the last season kind of set up a bunch of villains and everything like that. This one, the start of the season, focuses on getting everybody into the same house, for fuck's sake. Cause the problem with Don Machi was. Hestia only has one person, and that's Bell. But Bell, but Bell hangs out with a bunch of people, but none of them are are Hestia's people. So we solve that in the first arc, and then we go into the second arc, which is really, really, really weird and and about a family that literally runs the entire pleasure district of the town, and it's super dark, and also very lewd because it's about pleasure district and hookers and stuff like that so um don machi's super good i love don machi a lot i have you not watched Don machi
1: i watched like the first couple episodes of the first season and never got back to it you probably really
0: like don machi knowing you i mean i
1: always thought the art style looked really cool
0: yeah knowing you though i think you would enjoy the storyline and the characters in don machi a lot especially the current arc that's going on right on um, so let's, uh, let us get into the other big anime of this season after I tell this person to go f- to not call me in the middle of a podcast. Um, we're gone. We're going to talk about fire force. Sweet. We- fire force. <laughs> fire. <laughs> which has to deal with the fact that it's coming out the same year as, uh, the other firefighting thing by trigger, which is, uh, Promare. God, I can't wait for next month.
1: That looks so fucking
0: awesome. Um, but Fire Force is, uh, an anime that also, that also, uh, came at a very inopportune time. (laughs) As episode two or three got delayed due to a fire that happened in Japan at an anime sushi. Yeah. They, this came very inop. This came out at a very inopportune time for Japan. Um, this anime is amazing. As this is done by the Soul Eater writer. All the characters feel like Soul Eater characters. The comedy and the writing's like Soul Eater. And
1: I, I was, I, I thought I was picking up on something. Yeah, like, I it was like, because like Soul like, Eater super it, it,
0: it, it's hard. It so fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And like, the, the oh, the opening is such a fu- is such a banger i like i oh, have the it,
1: opener is badass i, I love that fucking song. i have
0: it playing in my head when i'm working a lot of time and so is the ending i might just use both of those for the intro and outro for this thing because i love them both right on uh this anime is so well done like and uh so i was sitting with gable who's uh who can Talk about animation better than I can because he's a graphics he's a graphics major and knows more about this stuff. Um and he explained one of the reasons why this anime looks as beautiful as it does, because a lot of people say it looks beautiful, but they can't really quantify the reasoning. He's like, it's because of their manipulation of colors when they're in with with how with like fight scenes and everything and when the fire is going.
1: Oh yeah, the fire looks amazing on this show.
0: And it is holy crap, amazing. And like the, and the story's super good. Like even though episode three came out, and there's a bunch of and there's a bunch of like dead space where the where there's no frames moving because I feel like they cut a bunch of things out of that episode, as that episode has to focus on a burning uh, or on a burnt down building for like multiple multiple minutes and i'm betting it goes through and shows the internals
1: i kind of picked up on that and put two and two together and figured well enough alone
0: Yeah, yeah so uh i i feel that they uh even with all that dead space though the stuff that is being said and the story that's going on is super interesting to me as i love this kind of stuff and i can't wait to see how it progresses and how we get all these characters together in one place yeah
1: the premise of you know the the premise of basically you know spontaneous human combustion being something that turns people into essentially demons
0: yeah and some people will retain their their uh their personalities and everything like that like we're like we saw in the most recent arc like this anime is super cool and i can't wait to see where it goes from here um and i love soul eater I hate the anime for Soul Eater, but I love Soul Eater.
1: <laughs> See, and it's funny because I think, and it's so funny when you said Soul Eater, because it's like, the things I like about Soul Eater, I pick up on in the show, and the things I dislike about Soul Eater, I pick up on in the show.
0: I don't know. I, th- I liked everything about Soul Eater except for the ending of the anime, so uh, it's really hard for me. To I'll, like... be,
1: I'll be honest with you. My only real issue with the show at this point is that... Especially in this last episode, some of the dialogue just felt really, really stiff and just kind of corny. But I mean that oh, I love
0: corny dialogue. That's one of the reasons why I love a lot of animes. But, I love
1: that. That's exactly. But that, that's the thing. It's like you know, like some of the stuff. Like there are times where I just wanted to be like, "Kid, shut up." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy!
1: But that's just because I'm. But that's because you know you, you know me. I'm 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 not a shonen guy. <laughs> I know. And especially like when when fucking you know when uh, Night Boy showed up, I was like, oh great, not one but two annoying shonen protagonists. <laughs> oh
0: no, I love him. He is the greatest. He is the greatest character ever because he is how we get to have a less obnoxious version of uh, Excalibur. He's a less, less obnoxious version of. Excalibur. He's less obnoxious ca- Excalibur, and I love it. Oh my god. So, going from uh, this super cool battle anime about firefighters, we're not going to go into Matt's constant stream of, I will never not watch this anime. This anime is amazing. I, I love still need anime. to watch
1: this goddamn show.
0: So, Symphagear <laughs> AXZ is season five of Symphagear. Matt, why are you talking about an anime that's a season five? Because this anime is really fucking good and I love it, but it's also really, really dumb. Because it's just Magical Girls going to mecha proportions at this point. Uh, this anime... I fail to
1: see a problem with that.
0: <laughs> so, this is the culmination... So, this one... Because I, I wouldn't have been able to say a whole lot until this week. Which I'm glad we didn't record till this week. Because, holy shit, now I have to say this. This anime is the culmination of having watched seasons 1 through 4. Like... There is not a single thing that hasn't been called back in this season, which is huge because every season has important things. And the biggest callback was this season it was this last episode where they brought back almost the entire villains from season two, except for the best villain, and had the oh no no from season three. That's right, they're from season three. They brought back all the good villains from season three, and had them. Sh- and had them get wrecked by the current villains, except for the last one, because of course they were going to get wrecked. And the problem, so like, there's a problem with sinful gear, and it's a problem I've always had with sinful gear, where the villains never get to show that they're actually super powerful because it's always a short show. Um, so like, we have to have them slightly beat the characters, but not show that they're over. Not show how powerful they are in comparison to other things. And then the main characters power up a little bit and beat them. This season has been... These villains have been getting their asses kicked every time that they get into a fight with the main characters. Except for the first time that they fought the main characters. But at the same time, we're like, well, that's not fair. We're, we're beating them all the time. This isn't even cool. And then we see them fight huge challenges that like these characters literally let themselves be beat in their season. So that they could do their big final moment. And these characters get wrecked super hard. I'm like, oh, these, char- these characters we're fighting are actually strong. They're just not stronger than our main characters. Because our main characters are at a power level where... Or one of the main characters is at a power level where she, where she can kill God. This anime goes through absurdities and it is glorious. And I can't wait to see season I still season need to six. watch
1: this freaking show.
0: It is great. Also, if you like musicals going, if you like music and Japanese music and Japanese rock music, this anime does it in spades. Because that's all this anime is about. Every fight scene has a character singing. Every fight scene has characters singing.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's the whole point of this anime is characters sing while they fight. It's glorious. I love it all. It is my my favorite long-running thing that probably will never end ever. All right. And with that, that is the end of our summer 2019 anime season look. Um, there was a few things that I did watch that I kind of want to bring in special mentions for, for either I hated it or I could see me, myself going back for it. I completely loathe, uh, the one about the, the one that's I'll do, I'll even defeat the demon lord if it's for my daughter.
1: That looked, I, 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 I looked do, at that and I, I was just like I don't know about this
0: it, it it has generic character designs and it looks bad and I've seen what future light novel chapter or light novel covers look like and I am not not sold on that
1: please please nope just just a whole bunch of next nope.
0: one that I also completely loathe and will never watch another episode is my mom and her at- multi-target hit attacks. I was
1: very tempted to watch that show because of hot moms. I am not going moms. to
0: watch an anime that is about incest and ancestral relationships and tries to have fan service happen with their mom falling onto them naked. I am a normal human being. I do not <laughs> think that that is an okay relationship. I do not care what you think this anime uh, uh, what do you think about this anime? What do you think about the mom and how she's hot or whatever? I do not care. She is literally give, give, doing all the harem etchy tropes to her son. No. No. Okay.
1: I kind of want to watch this now just to anger you. <laughs>
0: And finally, or and there's a and this is the last one that I want to talk about because I watched a few episodes.
1: It's so wrong on so many levels.
0: So this is one that uh, I will say I'm intrigued by, but fuck is it held back by its animation? And it is Arifut uh, Ferreta com- from Commonplace, to world's strongest.
1: I keep hearing this show is like a massive clusterfuck. What's the story behind this show? <sighs>
0: So, it's an isekai where a whole class gets teleported to another world, and they're all pretty much given, like, RPG job classes, right? The main character was given the job of synthesizer, or synthesis, or synthesizer, or whatever, which is, like, a common job. Like, everybody, like, it's a peasant job, pretty much. Um, so, they go into the dungeon, uh, they encounter this, or they accidentally spring a trap, teleport, like, way lower than they should be going, Um, run into a boss fight main character gets betrayed falls down a pit ends up uh, like way lower than anybody's ever been Um, gets and starts uh, and like figures out that he has to like start eating uh, eating beasts just to survive and he learns that he uh, is a blue mage Uh, or I shouldn't say blue mage he learns that he's effectively Final Fantasy 9 Quina or Quina where he or Queena, whichever one, uh, the one that can eat that eats people for their blue magic.
1: This sounds very complicated.
0: <clears throat> uh, so he gains monster abilities from eating the monsters, and it's also changing his physiology, from what I can tell, too. Um, and he wants to make it back to the top so that he can get revenge on whoever whoever shot him with magic on purpose to send him down there. I've only watched the first three episodes. I really like the story and plot of it, but its animation is bad. And by animation is bad, I mean, there, when he, when fights are happening, it is static frames of him shooting, and then it's static, and then it shows the thing getting hit and falling over, and there's no actual, like, movement going on in the frames. The fuck? It, it's, it's, it's very cheap animation.
1: Yeah, they, I, I've seen people doing, like, live wa- live watch-alongs for this show, just talking about how shitty it
0: is. I like the story, but I do not like the animation. The premise sounds interesting. Like, that. but that's that's just me off of episode yeah. up to three see like
1: one of the things that i i do defend younger anime viewers on is i know sometimes like i've heard older like anime fans be like you know well you should watch this show and you know younger people be like well you know i just don't like the way it looks and people get mad and for saying well you know you should watch the show even if you don't like the art style and i'm like yeah well if you're having to physically look at something for a long period of time it should be something you want to look at
0: Yeah, yeah yeah but so like that's i think the last one of like Thing, uh, oh, and I, I'm watching the new Fate anime. I I kind of fell off of it for a bit because the, there's been too much stuff going on in my life recently. So, um... It's fun. It's Fate. It's effectively a sequel to Zero with my favorite character from Zero. So, he's good. But I can't really say more than that because it's just more Fate. I love Fate. Um... Anything that you can think of that you've, like, thought about watching or anything?
1: Um, not really. I am very excited for Promare.
0: I am also it, excited for Promare. I, oh, is that, is
1: it, is that how it's pronounced, Promare?
0: I believe that's how they pronounce it, is Promare. Okay. <laughs> we will find... I will find out on the 19th when I go to watch it.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm super, super amped for that one. Yeah, so it looks awesome.
0: I. I am very excited. Um, anyways... Uh, so this has been Matt. You can watch, you can listen to hopefully more of us, uh, uh, or more of me on 26 and under when we finally get episodes edited and out. Uh, we were having a lot of sound problems with our setup and we finally, and I finally fixed them literally yesterday. And this is Patrick.
1: Hey, guys, uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Pulsar Smash. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pulsar Smash. And uh, you can hear me on RadioVegas.rocks Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific with my show Pulsar Radio, where I play new punk, indie, metal, alternative bands, including a lot of bands from Vegas here locally and also from Japan and around the world. And uh, you can uh, download episodes the next day at Patreon.com slash Pulsar.
0: All right, and that'll be it for our seasonal podcast for the summer season of 2019. We will see you next next uh, season for fall, where we get to talk about My Hero and the best season of My Hero. And a bunch of other things, probably. I don't remember all everything that's coming out next season. But that is it for this, se- for this season. Bye. Later.
2: No, this world. One that I'm like a i a i a the i Everything was different from a moment on. If I don't try, I'll never know. If I don't try, I'll never know.